You're listening to Blind Entrepreneurship, an interview series podcast that highlights the stories of the top business professionals around the world. In each episode, we explore how entrepreneurs overcame blindness in business in order to execute their vision. podcast is brought to you by Penji. I am your host, Jonathan Grzbowski, and today we have Eric Belfi on the show. Eric Belfi, or better known as the Philly Vegan Guy, is an Italian who grew up in South Philly. From a very early age, he found out he had a love of good food and a passion to cook. This has served him well over the years, and in some cases a little too well. Back in August of 2011, Eric was overweight at 260 pounds. Tired and feeling sick of all the time, he started down a road to get healthy. That road had some twists and turns to it and eventually led him to where he is today, a vegan runner who still has a passion for cooking and eating along with a newfound passion for the welfare of all animals. He's excited to share his experience in and around Philly with us. Eric believes that there is a vegan revolution happening and wants us to all be a part of it. And you can check that out at phillyveganguy.com. I loved this episode so much. I loved Eric's genuine attitude towards helping other people and especially the environment, which is always, always critical and more often than not nowadays overlooked. As mentioned, uh, I myself tried veganism, and you'll hear that later on in the episode itself, but I did a crap job of it. I lost a ton of weight and was pretty unhealthy, even though you usually simulate good health with vegans. And throughout the years, believe it or not, I've I've slowly cut out meat, Uh, not entirely, Uh, I, I do love a good barbecue here and there, but I'm primarily eating vegetarian. My reason for interviewing Eric was to let you all be made aware of the possibilities of veganism and also the ability to balance a healthy lifestyle with a very strenuous training regimen and job. Eric has a job he runs a blog, he trains for marathons, and eats vegan. So it's definitely possible. You just have to be able to put your mind to it and educate yourself correctly. So you too can do it. And I hope you get a lot out of this episode. Let's get to it. Today's episode is sponsored by Penji. Are you in charge of marketing for your business and need graphic design support? Let Penji design anything you need for your business, from a logo to your marketing materials, sales sheets, social media content, and so much more. Penji helps you achieve more with unlimited graphic design support, daily output, and a dedicated project manager, all at one flat monthly rate. We have an exclusive offer to the Blind Entrepreneur community. Head over to penji.co and use the coupon code BLIND for 15% off your first month. Again, that's penji.co. P-E-N-J-I dot C-O and use the coupon code BLIND for 15% off your first month of Penji. And now, let's get to today's episode. Eric, or better known as the Philly Vegan Guy, welcome to the show. Hey, thank you. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. So before we get into the episode, we have to lay the foundation as to why you're a qualified expert to talk about veganism, eating well, running hard, 
and living compassionately. Okay. Uh, I have lived, a, I'm living a vegan lifestyle going on six years now. Um, and in, during the time as a vegan, I've trained and completed 14 half marathons, one full marathon, and countless 5Ks and training runs. Um, That's awesome. So, and I also um, cross train, doing like kickboxing, kettlebell workouts. Um, so, nutrition just kind of naturally falls into place with the training. And I also had a running coach for a while. So I got a, I got a lot of insight um, through my coach in, in nutrition and uh, just doing research on day-to-day vegan living is how you, you keep uh, living compassionately every day. You know, it's just um, really just trying to do the least amount of harm as possible on a daily basis. Yeah, to not only to your body, but to the environment as well, right? Yes. Yeah, that's great. And I'm really excited to talk to you today about a healthy lifestyle, whether that's being vegan or not being vegan. Uh, And I'm even more excited to talk about the running side. So let me paint a picture to everybody that is listening today. I've been vegan before, and I weigh about naturally somewhere around 195 pounds of about six two, and I went vegan without real education or understanding and I probably lost close to 20 to 25 pounds and that's just from not eating right and not listening to my body and just malnutrition I would say and then I kind of went back and I gained some weight by by stopping the veganism. And now I'm at a point where I've studied so much about veganism and, and food that now I'm at a good place where I feel like we could educate the world about what veganism is and how to do it the right way. Because education is the key. Would you would you agree with that one? Absolutely. One hundred percent. Because so I think that's, dive in a little I, bit I, on that. I, I think your situation um unfortunately is fairly common uh with with some people you know they just will complain about lack of energy or they will lose too much weight um and it really is just a little bit of lack of knowledge in how to properly eat because when you do you know when you take out animal products you take out um a significant amount of calories um and if if you don't replace all those calories with with plant based uh, meals, you will notice, you know, a, a decrease in energy and, and a decrease in in weight. You know, and some people do that just for, <clears throat> you know, just for um, weight loss. Uh, it's not necessarily the, you know, I don't think it's the best thing to to do. Um, I I became vegan solely um, for the ethical aspect of it. Mm-hmm. all the health benefits that you get from being vegan uh, was were just that benefits for me. Interesting. So let's take you back to the day six years ago where you're just fed up. 
who was the who was the Eric that was that once was six years ago, and when was that lightning uh, that 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 lighting uh, light bulb moment for you? I well, I grew up um, in South Philly. I'm Italian. Grew up uh, cooking in the kitchen with my grandmother. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I basically was an unapologetic carnivore for the majority of my life. Um, roughly a little over six years ago, my wife and I, um, my wife who was, was a vegetarian for 20 plus years, um, always thought that eating like organic or free ranged, uh, eggs and milk was the way to go. That would be, you know, that's no harm being done. Uh, we came across, it must've been a Facebook event, came across a screening of the movie, uh, Vegucated. And we're like, yeah, okay, we'll go check it out. And that just presented the, the three aspects of a vegan lifestyle, you know, ethics, environment, and health in such a, a way that it wasn't so much in your face and wasn't very violent or graphic just a well-done documentary explaining stuff. And it really, it started to strike a chord with me. And then I read um, Jonathan Safran Frower, his book, Eating Animals. And for nine, my wife and I have been involved with uh, dog rescues. We started two different dog rescues, uh, been on the board of directors of dog rescues, you know, poured basically a lot of blood, sweat, tears, money, emotion, everything you think of. And one part of that book was he just delved into different societies, how they see some animals as pets and some animals as uh, food. And I just thought, wow, what an arbitrary line. And it's just a line that I couldn't live with anymore. So I said, either I have to be okay with eating Cows, pigs, sheep, dogs, cats, you name it. If it's an animal, I should either be okay eating it or I'm not going to eat it at all. I said, I just can't, I just can't do it. So from there, from there on, it's like, okay, let's just uh, obliterate that line between food and pet. And I feel like you get to a point where, like, for example, I'm at a, at least I'm at a point in now my life where, the other day, a couple of weeks ago, I bought chicken because I was really interested. I really, I was craving chicken fajitas hmm. and I took the chicken home with me and I looked at it and I was just like, now I'm on the end of the ethical side isn't, I guess it is important, but it's not the most important, more so the fuel in the right. body is the most important for me. That's, mm-hmm. that's my cause. But I looked at the chicken and I was just like, you know what? Like, I don't even want to cook this. Like, this is just gross to cook it. Like, do you, do you get that way from, I mean, you're on the opposite side, I guess, to some degree where you're on the ethical side, but like, do you look at this and you're just like, I can't even touch it anymore. Yeah. I don't, um, you know, the smell is, is off putting anymore. Um, yeah, I don't, I don't cook, uh, any animals or any or use any animal products, even if I cook for someone else. So if anybody comes over our house and 
not making dinner or lunch or breakfast for you. It's going to be a, a vegan offering. Interesting. So let's let's dive into the education piece behind veganism. And I'd like to sure. hear a little bit about the the misconceptions of veganism or at least just vegetarian, just anything in general. Because the first thing that I always hear from people is, oh, you're a vegan. How do you get your protein? So yeah. could you yeah. dive in a little bit about that, about the misconceptions and maybe just lay a foundation of education behind healthy eating and living? Sure. I think, I think the overall misconception first is, is probably uh, the amount of protein people in general and specifically like the average person. Um, you know, one could argue if, if you're an athlete and or um, more specifically bodybuilding, you know, your protein needs will be a little bit different. Um, but the average person who is so concerned about the, the vegan's protein intake, um, probably over proteins themselves for, <laughs> for lack of a better term. They take in way more than they need. Um, so once, you know, once you can get past that misconception, it's, it's pretty easy to get protein as a vegan. Um, most vegetables will contain a, at least a small amount of protein. And, yeah. and then, you know, you can just, there's a variety of, of protein rich plant-based foods. So um, what, what, could you name some of, of, cause I'm sure people have these things and have eaten them on numerous occasions, but could you tell us a little bit about some of those plant-based proteins that people could obtain if they're so worried about a protein-based diet? Sure. Um, you know, I, as, and not that many people like broccoli, but uh, broccoli for for being a, uh, a vegetable has a has a you know decent amount of protein, um, and then any kind of legume, you know lentils, beans, uh, tofu, tempeh, uh, seitan, um, nuts. So there's there's there is a wide variety and. You know, not that this is necessarily a healthy option, uh, but you'll find a lot of ethical vegans may not be that concerned about the healthy aspect of, of eating a vegan diet. Yeah. Um, you know, you, there's a bunch of, of plant-based meats or meat substitutes out there that, that are relatively affordable and relatively easy to, to buy. You can buy them in Target and Walmart now. And yeah, I, I would, I would agree uh, that, that Target is a, a relatively <laughs> good place to get some of these things. They are starting to stack up on and doubling down the, the vegan lifestyle. I'd like mm -hmm. to hear a little bit more about, uh, because I think the education piece is, is so important. How yeah. were you able to further understand the needs of your body and what are some good ways to fuel the system? Uh, good question. Um, I guess, you know, I guess it, it all comes into how in tune you are with, with your body. I guess if you're a relatively 
sedentary person, you can probably get by with, you know, winging it on a vegan diet and just eating and not paying that much attention. Uh, like you mentioned earlier about losing too much weight. When we started our marathon training, um, my wife and I, we both started tracking our calories and not because, not because, um, we wanted to lose weight. We needed to make sure that we were getting enough calories to fuel our workouts. Um, yeah, actually, and we wound up finding out that we were, we just weren't eating enough. <laughs> so, Interesting. um, the education about that is, is, is very important because then that, that is, a, I can see where that set up for failure for a lot of people to, yeah. to not want to continue with, uh, with plant-based eating. If, you know, and if the athletic and health portion is important to you as well. Yeah. And what about, um, did you primarily learn about veganism through books? Were you more of a watcher on like YouTube or maybe articles online? Or did you, are you the type to kind of just like go out there and uh, sink your teeth, so to speak, no pun intended, uh, into just, you know, veganism and then figuring out from there based off of recipes? Kind of all of the above. Hmm. Um, I, my wife and I kind of compliment each other in a lot of ways. And one, she loves to read, prefers to read. Um, I don't have the attention span anymore. To, um, <laughs> more <laughs> video, just give me a video and I'll watch it. Um, and so between her reading and me watching videos, and then we just got um, involved in the local vegan community. So the more involved we got, the more it opened up our, our possibilities and the more you learn. And Philadelphia has a tremendous uh, running community yeah. and most, um, a lot of, of runners in Philly are um, either vegan or, or will follow a vegan diet every once in a while. Um, so we happened to, to hook up with uh, Team Humane League, which is a, a um, a running group in the city. Um, so just you build on knowledge, you build your knowledge off of other people's knowledge as well. Um, our running coach was great for that. And I, like I said, I grew up in the kitchen with my grandmother. I love to cook. Uh, <laughs> it took me a while. I had to relearn how to cook uh, yeah, I can imagine. A, a, a lot of stuff. Cause it, it's, it's, a little more, you know, you have to put a little more thought into how to layer and build flavors in a dish other than just, you know, I'll just start off with bacon fat and, and with butter and cream. Yeah. Uh, so, <laughs> oh, you're right. so, so I had to look, you know, watch videos, learn, experiment. I just happen to really enjoy doing that stuff. So yeah, it worked out. Um, and now you have this knowledge, right? And and now you have this knowledge of, uh, of I guess, the go-to recipes, so to speak. I'd love to hear a little mm -hmm. bit more about you know, some of the things that you're cooking every single day. If you could maybe walk us through the the day-to-day -day life of of the, the Philly vegan guy. 
lately, our lately kind of our go to uh, our go to dinner is like just roasted potatoes with uh, as funny as it sounds, Montreal steak seasoning on them, mm. <laughs> and <laughs> and uh, tofu. Uh, I've just gotten in. It's just super quick, super easy. And what type of to, uh, tofu you get in extra firm or I usually get yeah firm or extra firm okay um, organic just because it's readily available and I get it like Trader Joe's pretty yeah. inexpensively and uh, we just have almost um, like a bacon ish marinade we use and we just marinate it in there ten fifteen minutes coat it with a little bit of cornstarch and toss it in our air fryer. Mm. It's just been coming out really, really good. Um, nice. So that's like quick, like after either after a workout or just after coming home from work and it's like, I don't feel like cooking a right. big meal. Well, let's um, even go a step further back and let's work our way up to dinner. Uh, yeah. cause, so let's like go from, you know, you wake up at X time because you're, are you, are you training for a marathon now? Not right now, no. Uh, okay. As a matter of fact, we're going to uh, put our names in the lottery for a broad street run. Oh, so nice. Yeah. Hopefully that's... Is that your first, first time? No, no. We've done the broad street run five times, five or six times. Nice. Yeah, I'm on I'm on the same boat as you. Uh, I think this will be my sixth time doing it. And okay. uh, I've done it the past six years. And uh, I'm also running a marathon myself. Uh, this year nice. and I'm doing a triathlon. So I like to hear a little bit more because I know fitness is important to me, obviously, but it's also important to everybody else. Mm-hmm. At least not everybody, a lot of the people that are listening because you have to ha- teeter that, that swim between that line of you have to be efficient at your job, right. whether you're an entrepreneur or whether you're a business professional and you have to be healthy in both mind, body, and spirit. So mm-hmm. I like your I guess the day-to-day ritual, the day-to-day life of while you were training and you were being a vegan, what were the things that you ate for breakfast? What were the things that you ate for lunch, snacks, dinner, et cetera? Okay. Uh, So typical day, and this is a typical morning, uh, no matter what, for the past, even before I uh, became vegan, um, when I had to lose some, I was... Back in, I think it was like 2011, I, I tipped the scales. I was 260 pounds. Hmm. And at that point, I was like, hey, I have to do something. I'm tired of really feeling like crap all the time. Yeah. Uh, so I lost 90 pounds. Wow, and, good for uh, you. <clears throat> Killed and it, man. Yeah, yeah I, I have to take a little bit more off now because not running 45, 50 miles a week. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that kind of put 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 me on a little bit of a backslide, but anyway, let's get back uh, to the topic. So every day smoothie, um, it's just easy. It's easy because I, I I drink it on the way on my commute to work. And what was it again for? Um, just a smoothie, a daily a smoothie. smoothie. Okay. Every All day, right. um, almond milk or yeah. cashew milk, spinach, carrots, frozen bananas. Uh, and then any other kind of mixed, um, 
any other kind of mixed uh, fruit. Mm. Uh, usually during marathon training, we use like dark cherries and blueberries. Okay. And then kind of mix in, you know, if I had some frozen pineapple or, or mango, use that. <clears throat> and definitely during marathon training, I used uh, 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 freeze-dried beet powder. So I would do a couple tablespoons of, of beet powder uh, because it really helped. And I've, I found that it really helped uh, with the oxygenation of your blood. Interesting. Um, just uh, helped improve my performance. Hmm. Um, and then I used to use some flax, ground flax seed and uh, amalaki powder, which is an Indian gooseberry. Interesting for, for for the antioxidants. So that's that's breakfast on the ride to work. Uh, when I would work, I would uh, grab a cup of coffee, and usually like an hour or two later, uh, bagel with peanut butter, and then a standard lunch would be usually whatever was left over from the night before, and. Uh, a lot of times it I would be uh, a chili or a pasta dish uh, or, you know, lentils. I was always grew up eating um, lentils from when I was a teenager. Mm. Um, so I just try to make different uh, versions of my grandmother's lentil soup and just use uh, – different spices just to to kind of keep it um kind of keep it fresh and kind of yeah. fun uh and and in like with chili or with the soup or just like three different beans together i would just always try to add some kind of protein uh either with just tempeh you know seared tempeh or tofu and i happen to be a big fan of of seitan Okay, uh, but I know it's not a lot of people may not um, may not agree with a lot of people because it is. I mean, it's all, all gluten, so yeah. yeah. So a lot of people may not uh, do well with it. But right. um, so I was probably eating probably about thirty five hundred to four thousand calories a day. Okay, yeah, that's pretty. Um, that's pretty. Re I mean, you're you're probably burning off of a ton too, so that makes sense. Yeah, I mean, we we were running um, during peak training. Like I said, we were running like forty five, fifty miles a week. Interesting. Uh, now, now I guess to end it off, do you have any good uh, like uh, treat, cheat meal, snacks, or something like that? <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean. <laughs> It's kind of like my go-to thing now. And in Philly, man, there's, <laughs> there's just so, <clears throat> so much like vegan junk food. It's, it's yeah, crazy. There is. Um, I can walk in any bar, like a Pashunk Avenue and just get like a good vegan cheesesteak. It's crazy. Um, yeah, it is. Well, let's, let's name that. I mean, let's name some of the restaurants. Like what are your, <laughs> what are some of the, like your go-to restaurants for, for being a vegan? Because again, the misconception, you go to a nice restaurant, you got to drink a beer, you got to have a, 
you, you got to yeah. have a, 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 a burger or whatever it is. There's so many options in this world now. Um, what are some of your go-to favorite vegan spots to eat in Philly? Well, there's a bunch. There's one. I live just outside Philly um, in Delaware County. So just down the street from me, there's a place called Frankie's. Frankie's on Fairview. It's not totally vegan, but they have a large vegan menu. And they knock it out of the park, you know, That's all great. their offerings. They just do great. I mean, they have vegan mozzarella sticks. Nice. Uh, and they have both the Beyond and the Impossible Burger. Uh, so have you had good. the impossible burger yet? Yeah, and I actually I prefer that to Beyond. Uh, the impossible. I never burger had Beyond, but me. I can yeah. say the Impossible Burger is probably one of the best things I've ever eaten in my life. Yeah, it's phenomenal. <laughs> yeah, and that as a carnivore, like I would pass up a steak every day to have a burger. Yeah, that was my I. I liked burgers and that's the closest indistinguishable. So yeah, it's, scary it, is. it is really, really good. And to the people listening, if you've haven't heard of the impossible burger or if you know what it is and haven't tried it yet, highly recommend it. Go out to just Google it. If you need the, the education, it is phenomenal, but Eric, please continue. I'm sorry. <laughs> Oh, no, that's okay. Yeah, you can find them almost anywhere now. Um, yeah. I think even White Castle uses Impossible yeah. Burgers. For yeah, their, yeah, it's yeah. crazy. Yeah. Um, but in the city, uh, just like Triangle Tavern. I mean, this is a place my parents used to go to on dates. In yeah. South yeah. Triangle Tavern. Um, I can go there and get a great vegan Italian meal. It's yeah. crazy. Yeah. Um, uh, you know, V Street, uh, Veg. Uh, I tell you, some of the best vegan food I've had lately is uh, Zahav. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Go to Zahav and we get the, the tasting menu and we just say, just do it all vegan. And that that's just on another level good. Yeah. I mean, easily one of the best restaurants in the world. It is. Um, it, yeah, it really is. No exaggeration either. Yeah. So now we got, I feel like a pretty good foundation of vegan food. Um, I'd like to just quickly jump in a little bit about, um, about training for a marathon. Mm-hmm. So you're, you said that you're running, that you were running 50 mile days, but could you tell us a, bit, a little bit about the process that you took in order to get the, uh, get to the marathon? Cause I'm sure you didn't start running 50 mile days. Uh, 50 mile mile days you'd be you'd be a dead man Uh, but 50 mile weeks uh how did you build to that and what was the training process like for a marathon we used um we used the coach Corey Corey smith um and he uh he set us up with the 18 week uh marathon training program it's fairly standard 18 weeks um and you just slowly build your mileage up over, over the weeks. And then each, each, I think we did our long runs on Saturday, each Saturday, your long run would get longer and longer, of course. Mm-hmm. And then, um, a few weeks, I think it was three, three weeks, 
uh, before the actual marathon, we hit uh, our 22-mile run, and then we tapered back. Mm. Uh, so that, you know, you never actually hit uh, 26 miles until the day of the marathon. Yeah. Um, and most marathon training programs, will, your longest run is 20. Uh, but we had asked if we could do a 22 miler, um, just for my, uh, mental satisfaction. Cause I'm just like, I don't know, how can I, can I really pass through 20 miles? I don't know. Everybody says that's the wall. Can you do it? Can you not do it? Yeah. So I was like, let, let me, you know, I want to just make sure, <laughs> make sure I can. Yeah. Um, so, and that's. <clears throat> and marathon train it's 18 it's basically 18 weeks of hell <laughs> everything marathon it was like really like the the expression the best of times the worst of times mm. yeah i never felt better yet i never felt so hurt and beat up but <laughs> in a good way and yeah. i think you you probably know what i'm talking about right oh yeah it, yeah it, it was truly the best of times and the worst of times. And it's like, I, I want to get to the point where I, I have the time and, and, and the ability to train for another marathon because just the whole, you know, mental focus it helps you with is amazing. Um, at least for me, I found that it, it really helped me focus. Um, my long runs, you know, anywhere from, five miles to, to up to 22 miles, I would go out. Usually it was myself. My wife and I would start together. I would usually pick up a little more speed than she does. So I would go off on my own. Hmm. Um, no headphones, no music. Oh, wow. Just, Just your own head. Yeah. Yeah. And it was, oh, it was awesome. <laughs> it was great. great. Uh, awesome. So, and it, and it was, you know, it was like through the summer. So we were getting up at four o'clock in the morning to do our, our, um, weekday run. Interesting. All during, all during the week, you, our midday, midday run was like seven or eight miles hmm. or midweek run. I'm sorry. Midweek run was seven or eight miles. So it's like the only time we could do it, uh, you know, four in the morning, cause we ain't going to do it at five at night when it's still 80 something degrees out and yep. Yeah, because that sun, that sun still bakes that that asphalt for for yeah. a long time. Awesome. Um, so you know, so it's it really is all encompassing. It's it's everything. It's like uh, you know what I I I would like to go out uh, with with my friends, go to the bar, but eh, you know, I have a, a ten mile run tomorrow, so it's probably not a good idea. So you did scale back your life quite a bit. Yeah, while you're doing that. Yeah, it was, it was basically work, uh, and then you just eat, sleep, and uh, run. Did you allow okay. yourself cheat days at least? Uh, you know what? Yeah. Um, for, like, not alcohol. I mean, at this, I'm, you know, 48 years old. I don't drink as much as I used to 20-something years ago. Yeah. Um, so that that aspect of it was, wasn't difficult. It's like, hey, you know what, I... I could go without a beer. It's not a big deal. Yeah. Um, but uh, no, like food, like I, we would go out to brunch 
big thing with runners is you know hey let's run someplace and then somewhere you can eat yeah (laughs) yeah and i i did i never put other than as long as it's vegan i will eat it and i will eat it all (laughs) (laughs) awesome well good um, stuff good for you yeah i didn't put i didn't put restrictions on that aspect of it i tried to keep my my meals as quality as possible as you know thinking of it like you said as fuel um but you know there was a lot of a lot of good a lot of good sweet stuff too i have a sweet tooth my my addiction is sugar (laughs) (laughs) well well as we wrap the conversation up and it's been an amazing conversation thus far i'd like you to just give some words of wisdom to the people that are listening that you know if they are in the middle of vegan maybe they are just trying to live a better life and they may not be vegan or they want to be vegan they're just not there yet would mm-hmm. you uh could you just give some words of wisdom to the people that are listening right now sure uh well at least i think i can um <laughs> i would just suggest just inner dialogue you know talk talk to yourself really come to an understanding as to why you mm-hmm. want to do this. Um, you know, very, maybe this is a, maybe this is a, my age talking, but the older I get, the less I really care about what other people think about me or my choice. So, you know, uh, don't worry so much about how other people will perceive you and why you're doing it um really have that inner dialogue and and find out why you want to do it and if it's the right reasons you will it will click and you will just make it happen uh and you'll 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 continue with it um so but also educate yourself about it and there's a wealth of knowledge out there um so many vegan websites um part of um uh peace advocacy network we run pledges pledges a few times a year uh so if you're thinking about becoming vegan or if you're struggling with staying vegan look us up join the pledge it's 30 days you get a mentor uh you know we help you out you know there's no cost to to do that and so we kind of guide you through or kind of you know help help you stay on focus um so that and that's what i you need to do it for yourself too you know i say you know i'm vegan for the animals and and in, in that case it is true um i as much as you have to do it for you you have to realize that what you do or what you don't do impacts other living sentient beings impacts the environment and it does impact your yeah absolutely and th- and that's that is fantastic words of wisdom eric i we greatly appreciate it. thank you thanks and so in closing, you mentioned a bunch of links, but if you could just share a little bit more about um, how can people find out more about you uh, and how can they be a part of all the things that you care so deeply about? 
Uh, I guess you can follow my blog, uh, Um you can look me up on Instagram where I'm usually the most active uh, or, you know, my Facebook page is Philly vegan guy. Uh, follow me there as well. And or Philly vegan guy at gmail.com. Please feel free to send me an email if you need to, you know, if you need more help or directions. Uh, my blog, I have a number of, uh, recipes up there and i'm hoping to my the training aspect of my site isn't that isn't really good i need to focus in on that and that's kind of one of my goals for for the rest of this year um i want to uh i want to beef that up so to speak cool well awesome uh, well, well we'll be there to support you uh, and all of the links for the people that are listening will be in the show notes. So you could just go ahead and click one little button. You'll be directly in contact with Eric. Eric, we really appreciate it. Eric or better known as the Philly vegan guy. <laughs> it's been an absolute Thank honor you. having you on the show. We really appreciate your time. You've been listening to blind entrepreneurship brought to you by Penji. Our guest this week was Eric Belfi, also known as the Philly vegan guy. After the show, Eric discussed a few of his favorite recipes. I decided to go ahead and add them into the show notes so you can go ahead and check them out there. But to give you a quick glimpse of what you have in store for you, you have a, a vegan chili, a vegan mac and cheese, and even a vegan chocolate chip pancake. So again, the, they look good. I'm going to try them out. You would need to try them out yourself. Uh, the book mentioned again was Eating Animals by Jonathan Safran. Uh, so that is also in the show notes. Go check that out as well. And finally, we have to end with a challenge. So I am sending a worldwide challenge this week. I'd like you to do something you've always talked about doing, but have been making excuses as to why it hasn't been done yet. For example, if you told yourself, I'm going to lose weight, well, make a plan. Or I want to become a morning person or maybe even a vegan. Well, start waking up earlier and start eating healthier. Whatever it is, start organizing your life and make a goal to achieve that thing this week. And when you do, head over to TBE Show, drop a comment on this week's episode. We will be picking a random person to be featured on a future episode of Blind Entrepreneurship. You can find more about Eric again at veganphillyguy.com. And for us, if you're looking for a simple, affordable, and fast turnaround graphic design solution for your business, head over to penji.co, that is P-E-N-J-I dot C-O. If you enjoyed this show, it would mean the absolute world to us if you were to share this podcast with a friend. It's the only way that we can cure blindness in business. Go out there and execute your vision, everybody. Have a great rest of your day.